welcome back to Park Talk Convos. I am Maddie Mitchell, and I am your host today and always, except when I take a five-month unannounced hiatus. So if you forgot who I am, totally fair and valid. You do get a pass this time without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, and here's the thing. I've sat down to record this episode maybe 10 times. I'm not kidding. But then again, 10 times isn't that many when you think over the course of five months. And every single time I'm just like, oh, this just sucks ass, unfortunately. And one thing about me, I don't want to put out a podcast episode that I confidently can say sucks ass. Um, that's just something kind of like unique and different about me. But anyways, I'm getting so off track here. I just have, I think what happened, I'm not going to make excuses actually, but to be fair in December, I was posting like two episodes a week and I was just going really hard. And then I felt kind of burnt out, um, from the pod. So I, I took a, a, I was like, Oh, it's like a little break. And then a, a little break very quickly turned into five months. And I don't know how that happened. And then also, to be fair, my life has been in turmoil for the last like three months, which <laughs> which I'll get into, of course. Um, and I just like wasn't mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically in the right place to be uh, to be hearing my own voice. That's not true. <laughs> I never stopped talking. Let me tell you that much. But yeah, we'll get into all of that. There's you might have also noticed Parkour Convos is under a rebrand. We're entering a new era of Parkour Convos. Um, we have new cover art that is so beautiful and so amazing. And, um, I love everything about that. And there's a few other things that I want to start incorporating into every episode. Um, including like just posting regularly and on time, which would definitely be like a new and shocking concept for me personally. But I think, I think together we can make this happen. Um, but yeah, this episode, I just kind of wanted to, to check in and to update you and fill you in on what's been going on in my life for the last five months. Um, the number one thing really is just that I'm dairy free now. (laughs) That's a joke. It's not a joke. Actually, I am dairy free, but that's actually so far from the biggest thing that's happened in my life. And, um, yeah, I don't know how to get into this because a lot of it's really sad. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll be, it'll be a fun roller coaster ride that we'll kind of go on together. Um, because I, I'm kind of so far removed from the emotional toll that it's taken on me that I'm just... I'm just kind of in the clear of living comedically, if you will, and thinking, I was just going to say thinking my life's a joke, but even that sounds really dark, doesn't it? I don't mean it in a dark way, I promise. Okay, anyways, um, let's get into it. So to start at the beginning, the month of January, that's a blur. I have no idea what happened in January, okay? Uh, that was the last time I posted. It was like January 5th, I think, and so I'm posting this on June 5th because symbolism and exactly five months on the fifth. Oh my God. So many fives. And we know that five symbolize change. <laughs> Am I changing? And oh my God, change. One of the things that's happened to me in the last five months is that I did get a tattoo of a butterfly. So also change symbolism. Wow. There's just so much symbolism in this episode. I can't even, I can't even fathom. Okay. So January was January was just January. I don't think anything really big happened in January. Then we get into February and here's when, to put it so bluntly, shit hit the fan harder than the, than the fan has been shat. No, that doesn't make sense, but we're going to kind of roll with it and pretend that it did. Okay. I lied. No, something did happen in January. So as a lot of you know, I, uh, I live at home with my parents. I was working a remote job. Oops, past tense. What happened? Who's to say? Um, I was working a remote job that I loved so much. I'm not going to sing either because 
I can't, can't be subjecting you to that at this point. Like you've been through enough. Um, I had a remote job where I was doing social media stuff. Loved it. Loved it so much. I loved the company I worked for. I loved my coworkers and my boss. I had, I really just had a, I had a good gig going, you know what I mean? Uh, good salary benefits. It was, it was a fun time not to brag, but I can brag because that is no longer, that's no longer the place I'm in mentally, spiritually, physically, and or emotionally. Um, so yeah. So in January, you might also recall last fall, I'm so scattered right now and I'm sorry, but we have time in the fall. I went on this cute little eat, pray, love adventure, if you will, uh, to the mountains. You might remember I ran away to the mountains for a month by myself. I just had to immerse myself in nature and I needed to change the scenery and it was beautiful and it was like such a great experience and a lot of that was just me taking advantage of the fact that I had a remote job and I lived at home so like I don't have a place where I'm like spending a ton of money in rent every month and I can like I could kind of just pack up and leave you know what I mean and I did that and I had a great time and it was a great adventure and I love traveling and being in new places and seeing new things right And so I thought to myself, okay, this was a really good experience. I want to do this again in the spring, right? Because I'll be home for the holidays and then, you know, maybe around March-ish when the weather starts getting nicer because I live in New England. I was like, maybe I should go somewhere else. Okay, this could be fun. This could be another fun adventure. And one of the ideas that I had had for actually a couple of years that I've really wanted to do um, was do an Airbnb in Charleston, South Carolina for a month. And then I did an Airbnb in Charles. Nope. Nope. Not, nope. Not in Charles. Nope. I did an Airbnb in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. So I really wanted to do like two back-to-back month-long Airbnbs where I could again, work remotely and just be in a new place and experience new things. Because I know that I want to I want to move out. Shocker. 25-year-old girl doesn't want to live with her parents. Who's to say? Um, yeah, I definitely do want to do that, but I don't know where I want to move to. And this has been my issue. So I was like, oh, this is kind of like fun to kind of like get the vibe of different places by staying in Airbnbs without actually having to commit to anything. Right. So this was my mentality in, in say January. And I was like, okay, so I have to buy a car. So (laughs) naturally. So I went and I bought a car in January, which buying a car I haven't even talked about this on the podcast. There's so many things I haven't talked about. Buying a car is the most stressful experience of my entire life because all cars to me are the same at their core. Like they, you get in them, there's a steering wheel, there's a seat, there's a radio and you just drive it. Like that's what a car is at its core. And I feel like I'm hurting feminism by saying that, but it's true. I don't know anything about cars. So the process of like researching. I'm like, what am, but what am I researching? What do these numbers mean? What, like, what do these acronyms mean? I don't know. I I know miles per hour. That one's for sure. I do know that one, but like, there's just so many things that go into buying a car that are just so unnecessarily confusing. And it's just so stressful walking into a car dealership. And I'm like, hi, can someone just, I, and here's the thing. I didn't even care at this point. I was like, I don't even care how much it costs because it's cars are so expensive right now. They have been for the last like mm, couple years. If 
in case you haven't been paying attention, I don't know. I don't know what you've been doing, but cars are stupidly expensive. And so it's like, I knew I was going to be spending a lot of money. That wasn't even the issue. Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, that wasn't even the issue. The issue was just me being like, I just don't want to have to go and do it. I want someone to just do that for me. And like, I'll just swipe my card and do the nay nay. Was that a thing? Swipe my card. And I do the Okay. Yes. I was going to say, I didn't make that up. Right. Cause that would be kind of embarrassing to make that up in the year of our Lord, 2023. Um, anyways, anyways, so I, I go and I buy a car. I'm sorry. I'm leasing a car. That sounds, you know, I don't want to be braggy. I am leasing a car. And that was like a huge, big step for me. And like being an adult, right. That was cute. It was fun. And then as soon as I had the car, I was like, okay, great. I'm all set to book these Airbnbs that I want to go, go to in the spring. And so I book these Airbnbs. I book the Airbnb in the Outer Banks first for like April. And then I book the Charleston Airbnb like a couple days after that um, for like the month of March, basically. And I was so excited I was like, this is amazing. Just so much forward movement. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while or you've just ever heard or witnessed me having a mental breakdown, a huge thing that I feel like my life is, my life's just stagnant. I feel like I just keep being in the same place at the same time. And I just want to like move and move and move and progress. And, and that just hasn't happened. And so I was like, this is great. This is progress. I have a car. I have Airbnbs booked. Like this is such a fun adventure. I'm so excited. And this all happened like the first week in February. I had the Airbnbs booked. Amazing. So I'm going on a road trip from Massachusetts down to South Carolina, staying in Charleston, right in the heart of downtown Charleston for a month. And then I'm going to be going up to the Outer Banks, which if you don't know, I spend a lot of time in the Outer Banks. I've spent a lot of time in the Outer Banks. Um, We go there every summer with my family and it's just a place that I like know and love. And so I was like, that's going to be so much fun to just be there like at the beach for a month working, working once again, a job that I love. (laughs) Right. And so then what happened is a little bit crazy. So it was the night of February 14th. Was it actually? Yeah, I think it was. It was freaking was it really freaking um, Valentine's Day? That's so rude. Okay, so it's Valentine's Day. No. Couldn't have been. No. I lied. It was February 7th, okay? And it was the evening of February 7th. It was 4 p.m. Once again, on February 7th. I've already said that so many times. But I'm just setting the scene. I was on a call for work with my boss and our intern that had just started a couple of weeks before. And so I'm on this call with my boss and my intern. And all of a sudden I get a, a little notification on my computer that had me raising both eyebrows simultaneously. Okay. And it was a notification that a meeting had been added to my calendar for the next morning with our CMO. Um, which was interesting because I, I've never spoken to the CMO personally. Um, I'm kidding. I had a couple times, but that would never be something that would happen. I, I worked for like a fairly large company. So, you know, it's not like the CMO was someone I was crossing paths with, with, okay. It's not like the CMO was someone I was crossing paths with frequently. Um, and I see this meeting get put on my calendar and I thought to myself, gulp that doesn't sound good because for some context in August of last year 
um, my company went through a round of layoffs and one person on my team was impacted by those layoffs. And I knew that the CMO had been the one that laid her off. And so I was like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> what's going on? And I was really, uh, like in that moment I'm on this call and obviously I wanted to ask my boss about it. Cause I was like, I wonder if she would know what this is about. And cause she was obviously closer to the CMO than I was and like knew her better and had a better pulse of what was going on at the company than I did. And I wanted to ask her so bad, but I was on this hour long call with our intern and I obviously didn't want to say anything in front of our intern. Oh my God, it was so stressful. My heart plummeted into my ass and, um, I just like shut down the rest of the call. And so then we get off the call and I messaged my boss. I'm like, did you, um, why do I have this call on my calendar for tomorrow? And she was like, Haha, I have one too. <gasps> Gasp. We both gasped simultaneously and fear for our lives, which was fun. And so what happened was my manager started asking around, basically trying to figure out what was happening. Couldn't get to the bottom of it. Everyone was being shady and dodgy and, or they just knew nothing. Um, and so then that whole night I just didn't sleep at all. I was so scared. Um, and then the next morning, my manager's meeting was first, which was before mine. And uh, we all kind of knew at that point. Or I don't think my meeting was until like 11 or 1130 or something. So I had to go all morning just like dreading the inevitable and being like so distraught. And then my manager had her meeting first. She called me after. She's like, yeah, we're getting laid off. And I was like, oh, awesome. And then I was promptly laid off in a two minute long Zoom call, which was really fun for me and not at all a huge hit to my ego and my life. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. Not really. Not really, though, because it was, um, yeah, it was really sad. And I know a lot of people are in a similar situation right now, unfortunately. And uh, I get it. It sucks. It's really shitty, like really, really shitty. And it's sad, especially because this was a job I loved like so, so, so much as previously mentioned like six times in this podcast episode alone. Um, so yeah, that really, that sucked. And then I went into a spiral for a few days, uh, as one does. And I just kind of like came to terms with like, okay, you don't, you don't have a job, which is a fun thing to come to terms with for sure. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. The timing of this is actually so impeccable because um, I did just, in fact, buy a car and book a two-month-long vacation. So, no, the timing is so perfect. And, you know, my parents were like, well, maybe you shouldn't go on this trip. Maybe you should maybe you should chill and get your money back. Try and get your money back. Which, if you don't know, most Airbnbs, you can't get your money back after, like, 48 hours of booking it anyways. Um, and it had obviously been well past 48 hours of booking these. But not that... <laughs> actually that well passed because it was only like a week later. And, um, I thought about it. I gave it some thought. I pondered it. And then I said to myself, um, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to make the financially responsible decision here because why would I do that? That just feels off brand. So I didn't, I, I kept the trip booked and, and then I went on the trip. Like I I'm currently back from the trip right now, which is crazy. It's just crazy how time flies. Right. So I decided to go on the trip anyways, because I'm like, this is basically the only thing I've been living for 
that sounds dramatic and it is but like really I was so excited for this for this and to go and be somewhere else I needed a change of scenery I like I was just like this is something that has to happen I think I feel like for my soul personally so anyways I go on the trip I freaking go on the trip I went and drove down to Charleston with um, one of my best friends Um, she drove down with me and it was like a two day long road trip that was really fun it was the worst weather of all time it was actually horrible that was also like by far by so far the longest trip that I've ever I am a big road trip girl like I love going on a road trip and um being a passenger and being able to fall asleep and like be on my phone the whole time I've never driven like I've never driven far at all really and so this was uh jarring for me not even the driving part. Like that was fine. I mean, it's tiring and it's like you get bored, but that part wasn't even that bad. It was the fact that the weather was absolutely God awful. It was like, we drove through, we were driving through New York at one point into like Pennsylvania and we were actually on a mountain on the side of a mountain. And it was so freaking foggy. We could not see like three feet in front of us. And as aforementioned, we were on the side of a mountain. So like, that's a, that's a risky little game. It was horrible weather. Then it would start downpouring. It was just awful. And then the second day of the road trip, we were driving through North Carolina, which is, you know, in the South, it's a pretty, it's a pretty warm state. You would think, no, literally it was March. It was mid-March and it starts snowing in North Carolina. It like hadn't snowed there all winter and it snows, of course, the one day I'm driving through it. Just miserable, a miserable experience. But then I get to Charleston and I stayed in this like beautiful apartment building. I don't know how I pulled this off at all. Um, and it was honestly just such a good experience. We had my friend stay with me for a few days while we were down there. And then um, my mom and my aunt came and visited for a weekend. And then one of my other best friends came and visited for a weekend. And I just had like, I had a really good time in Charleston because I was um, right in like the downtown area. So I, I was like, there were so many things that I could just easily walk to, which was really nice. And obviously Charleston's like a, technically it's a city, but it's not like a city city, you know, it doesn't feel city-ish. Um, it just feels kind of like cutesy. It's kind of cutesy. And I liked Charleston a lot. Um, I liked being down there. I'm trying to like thinking of anything else that happened to me while I was down there. I had a few, what happened to me when I, oh my God, I went to, okay. I went to this nail salon while I was down there and I had a traumatic experience because the man wrapped my feet in tinfoil and then my nail polish on my toes didn't dry for like six hours. So I had to go back and ask him to repaint them. And then he also threw a nail file at me. That's the long and the short of it. If you follow me on TikTok, you know, and if you weren't following me on TikTok, you really should because that's honestly where I've been for the last five months. Um, it's at mad underscore Mitch. And I post on there every single day, if not way more than that. So you should definitely be following me on there. Um, but what else? What else? Charleston was fun and it was right by the beach. So I was able to like go to the beach a few times and uh lots of like cool restaurants down there and it's just kind of like a fun it's a it's just a fun place to be and like I said I was in this beautiful apartment building so it was like I could not complain about anything and it was like so funny to me because I'm in this apartment building full of like super rich rich people and I was like and to think that they don't even know that I am so unemployed right now 
And so I spent that month um, exploring and bopping around. The weather was so beautiful pretty much the whole time I was down there, which I was like really welcoming since it was freezing in Massachusetts at that point. And uh, was applying to jobs, obviously doing that whole process, which is super fun and not at all dehumanizing and or painstaking. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of like, that was kind of it in Charleston. Nothing monumental happened. Right. And then I went to, um, the Outer Banks. I drove up there, uh, by myself. That was like a eight hour road trip. That was, that one was not fun. I was, I took the weirdest road to get from Charleston, South Carolina to the Outer Banks. I, there was like two different routes that I, it had me taking and, or I, that I could have taken. And I took one that was like a little bit shorter and it was kind of more by the coast instead of going more inland. And I, it was the weirdest roads I've ever taken in my life. Like at one point I would be on what seemed to be like a major interstate highway. And then like 30 seconds later, I would be like driving through someone's backyard. It was so bizarre. The South is just so miraculous it is the south is such a mystery to me and this is actually a tangent that I'm happy to go on because a lot of people you know since having gone on my trip were like oh so like would you want to move down to Charleston or just like would I want to live down south in general and there's I mean I I liked visiting Charleston I don't think I don't I think after a month I was kind of like okay this is fine I can leave now I didn't feel any um real attachment towards it Uh, but also I just could never live down South. I've decided, and this probably comes as a shock to no one. I think I knew this about myself before that as well, but it is just like truly the wild, wild West, except the wild, wild South. It is a lawless land in so many ways, shapes and forms that I, uh, hated. I hated it a lot. They also, they just like live in the 1800s and that's genuinely to me does not feel like an exaggeration. Um, like on my drive down, there was like a stretch in Virginia that I drove through where there was literally, first of all, there's so many billboards on highways down South that I've never seen anywhere else. Like, and I like dozens and dozens and dozens of billboards, all just advertising Jesus Christ himself, which is kind of shocking because you're paying money for a billboard. Honestly, down there, I'm sure they don't go for that. I'm sure they're not that expensive because there's so many of them, but, and you're you're paying money just to advertise that like I'm gonna go to hell because I don't go to church every week like it's so bizarre because they're not advertising anything except like an entire religion which is just that's just bizarre to me but anyways um yeah lots of very obviously very 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 religious people uh down south and there was I would drive by places on the highway that were just fenced in lots of land that had huge flagpoles with confederate flags on them and like, that was it. Like, that's it. That's the tweet. Like, what is, what, well, what do you mean by that? Um, that's, you know, always sad to see so many, just so many Confederate flags and, um, so many signs telling you that you can't bring guns into certain places, which obviously is a good thing, but that just means that you're allowed to have them everywhere else, unfortunately. Um, so I hated that. There was also signs on like these little stickers on a lot of businesses down there that were they were like rainbow stickers and they were basically saying that it was a safe space for anyone to be there and they were saying that they report hate crimes which 
don't get me wrong it's great like i love that i love that they're reporting hate crimes and that <laughs> this is a designated safe space but i hate that like that has to be said <laughs> like that's so that's so sad that you have to denote that you are against hate crimes essentially that's that's just a wild thing to have to put a sticker in your window for but yeah there's just a lot of reasons why i i don't think i could live down south at all but i did have a, i did have a good time in charleston so i will say that and I went to a lot of really cool places while I was there. So then I drove up to the Outer Banks and I had, obviously it was a very different experience. I went to um, the town that I usually stay in with my family, which is uh, one of the smallest, not smallest probably, but one of the smaller towns on the Outer Banks. And it's just like a super small beach town and it's not really touristy. Like there's a lot of towns on the Outer Banks that... Um, like have so much in them because they're like huge tourist attractions. So there's like tons of restaurants and shops and businesses and, you know, it's way more like commercialized, but the area that we go to isn't really like that, which is great. It was like the juxtaposition between being in Charleston, like staying in downtown Charleston and then being in this like tiny, tiny beach town. It was really, it was really fun. I had a really good time. Um, but the weather there wasn't as good great because I was eight hours north of Charleston and it was like April which is like kind of hit or miss especially you know being on the beach it's like kind of colder anyways which feels nice in the summer because it's like a nice breeze but it was uh it was I had like a stretch of like really good days that were like beach days and then it would be kind of cold and really 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 windy and that was horrible because it was like you couldn't go outside without getting like blown over. Um, so that was not enjoyable. I feel like I spent a lot of time inside there because the weather would be so shitty, which was not fun or good for my mental health to like be by myself and just be kind of like holed up in a place. Um, but overall it was a good experience until the very end guys, there was, Oh my God. I'm going to let's and let's talk about it <laughs> and let's talk about it. I also had a lot of fun in the Outer Banks because my parents came down for like five, six days. And then my aunt and uncle who live in North Carolina, they came and stayed with me for another like four or five days. So it was like a good it was it was fun to like be able to be with my family while I was down there. Um, but this happened the last was it the last week I was there the last. Yeah, I think it was the last week I was there. Um, the weekend before I left. So obviously there's a lot of things that when you are a woman traveling by yourself, I'm a very, very conscientious person when it comes to being alone and doing things alone because I, I do a lot by myself and, um, I'm very like hyper vigilant. I'm super aware of my surroundings. Um, mostly because I listen to way too much true crime content and that has kind of scarred me, but also like in a good way, because I feel like I'm just like, I'm aware and I know what's going on. And there's so many things that like I look for when staying in these Airbnbs by myself. And, um, like I book most Airbnbs, here are just some, some hints. If you're a woman traveling alone, I book all my Airbnbs saying that there's going to be two people there so that the Airbnb hosts think that I have someone else there with me. Um, obviously I never tell anyone that I'm there by myself. There's so many things. I have this little like tool that I put on my door so that even if someone has the key to unlock it, they can't get in. Um, 
just, and also (laughs) me stopping myself after everything, but then having way more to say, sorry. Um, most of the time I would look for Airbnbs that are not on the ground level and are like in, like I, the one that I stayed at in Vermont, for example, was in like an apartment building. So you had to get through the first set of doors and have a code to get in that door. And then you went up to the apartment on the inside. And obviously I had a key to get into that apartment. And when I stayed in Charleston, I was part of like this huge apartment complex. So I needed to scan something to get into the apartment. I needed to scan something to get to the elevator. And then I needed to have a code to get into the apartment. So very, very safe. And most of the time, that's what I would look for in an Airbnb is like something that has kind of like basically two, two factor authentication. So like there was two, two things preventing someone from getting inside. This also sounds like very dramatic, but it's not. Okay. And, um, I would also try to avoid staying on the ground floor of anywhere because that's scary. So all of that being said, that was kind of impossible when I was looking for an Airbnb in the Outer Banks because there's so few um, like condo complexes down there and apartment buildings. In fact, they actually have a really big housing issue on the Outer Banks right now in general of people that live there full time and or work there seasonally. They just like cannot find housing at all because the vast majority of the houses down there are these like massive, massive homes, like vacation homes that can accommodate like six families and they're just huge and so expensive. And so there's not really anything for, um, there's not that many options for like people that are looking for like an apartment or a condo, especially because I mentioned that the town that I was staying in is like a lot smaller than some of the other places. And I knew I wanted to stay in that town because I know that town and like, I like it and I feel very comfortable there. So, um, all that to say that basically it was a lot harder to find a more secure Airbnb, which I felt totally fine in because I'm like, this is such a small town and it's like, I feel comfortable there regardless. So like, it'll be fine. So the building that I stayed in was, it was part of like a, a row of townhouses essentially. So the door to get in was obviously ground level And I had like a little carport where I parked my car. And then I just had this door that like one door that led straight into the building. And it was, um, and then when I stepped in that door, I was in my townhouse, if that makes sense. And so it was a three, well, it was essentially three story, two story, three story townhouse. And like the first floor was like just the washer dryer. And basically that, that row of that row of the townhouse was all mine. And obviously I was the only person that had access to it. But right next to me, there was a townhouse on either side of me that was like connected. Like we shared walls. Right. And, um, so that was, that was interesting. And so it was like, there was people on either side of me, but there was only like one point of entry, which I did not like. But again, I was thinking it's totally fine. I know this area, like it's a very safe area, obviously. So I'm like, this should be totally fine, whatever. And it was, that's the thing It's like, it was totally fine. I, um, like I thought I was going to be a lot more scared staying there by myself because it's basically like, like I even hate, hate staying in my own home that I've lived in my entire life, um, by myself because there's something about like being in a home where it's like, you can't, you can't see everything all at once. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't know what's lurking anywhere. Whereas when I've stayed in like the apartments that I've stayed at, they're obviously so much smaller that you just kind of like feel safer because you can see everything. And I thought I was going to be a lot more scared in this townhouse because there was just so much more house in it. But, um, I had been totally fine until this incident. Uh, so basically 
I had met one of, this was the other thing. Sorry. I'm all over the place, but I, we typically go down there. Like I said, in the summer, I'd never been down there in the spring. And because it's the off season, there was like so few people there, um, which was kind of shocking because obviously when I go down there, it's like so busy cause it's their peak season and there's just people everywhere. There's tourists everywhere. And it just feels like, you know, you're in a, even though it's a small town, it's like packed and there's people everywhere and it, it just feels busy. And obviously going in April, that was not the case. And there was not a lot of people anywhere. So I, I was staying in this neighborhood and I would, obviously there was, there was a decent amount of other people there, but it was, it was very quiet. It was a very quiet neighborhood, a very quiet town in general, um, because it was April. And so there was some people that I would see and I was kind of trying to gauge like, are these, cause there would be some people there for like the weekend that clearly like owned homes down there that would just kind of stay there. But I would kind of try to like gauge where how many other people were in the neighborhood because it's kind of it's kind of spooky okay and um one of the first like after it was probably during the first week that I was there I was walking to the beach there was this little boardwalk that led to the beach and I see this guy who was my next door neighbor sorry not guy man full-grown man he was my next door neighbor and I saw I had seen him leaving his um townhouse And then we like met up again on the boardwalk and he was like, oh, I think you're my next door neighbor. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he like introduced himself. I introduced myself and um, we had like a very, very, very brief conversation. I asked if he like lived there full time and he was like because he had said something like, oh, if you need anything, let me know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. Like, do you live here year round? And he said, yeah. And that was like pretty much the extent of the conversation. And obviously from that interaction, I was like, okay, that was like totally normal, totally fine. I did not think anything of it recently. I was just like, oh, that's just my next door neighbor. And again, I don't like that people know if I'm places alone. And I figured at that point he probably would have known I was alone because I was at the beach by myself. And I mean, I didn't see, I never really saw him when I was at the townhouse, but I mean, you just kind of put two and two together, whatever. So I saw him then. That was the first time I saw him. Like a week later, when my parents were there visiting, we were all at the beach, um, me and my parents, and we went back. My mom and I were going back up on the bar- boardwalk to go back to the house to get something. And then we passed him on the boardwalk. And um, obviously, he like knew my name because I had introduced myself the week before. And so he's like, hi, Maddie. And I was like, oh, hey, like, how are you? And we were just walking by him like in passing. And then he like asked if we wanted to borrow his umbrella for the beach. And um, I was like, oh, no, we're all set. Thanks. And he was like, oh, I just noticed that you were sitting in the sun. Like you were sitting right there in the sun. Or he said something. So that's been kind of odd about me being that he had basically been watching me sit in direct sunlight, which I was not loving. But again, I was with my mom and I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like this is whatever. He's just being nice. Okay. It's fine. We walk by him. I don't see him again for two weeks. Okay. And he would leave every morning for work. Cause I would see his car leave and then he would be gone for hours and hours. So he was like working obviously cause he lived down there and, um, whatever. I don't see him for two weeks. And then all of a sudden it was a Friday afternoon. It was pouring rain out. And I, um, was on FaceTime with my best friend and 
the doorbell rings the doorbell of the townhouse okay and I was like oh who the fuck could that be right and I was freaking out but also the so I booked this Airbnb the technically the host of the Airbnb was a realty company that was like based in this town so they had like I had had them um, drop certain things off to me before that. And I was like, so maybe they're just here to like drop something off, even though I obviously had not like asked them to bring me anything, but I was like, I don't know. That's the only person I could possibly think that would be ringing my doorbell would be something to do with like the realty company. And so I just assumed it was them. So I went down and I had my friend on FaceTime. Otherwise I don't think I would have answered the door, but I was like, at least I have someone here with me. And I opened the door and it's my next door neighbor who's, by the way, I don't know if I said this. He's like 40 years old. If I had to guess, he's like in his forties. Okay. Um, that's an important part, part of the story. And so I open the door and it's him and I'm like, hi, uh, how, how are you? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. And I was like, oh, it's okay. And then I was like, does he need something? Like I was thinking probably something harmless. Like if he needs something, I don't know what he would possibly need from me. Like a cup of sugar. I'm not sure. But He's like, oh, I just wanted to see because it's raining out and you can't go to the beach today if you wanted to come over, um, which obviously goes without saying over my actual dead body. Would I go into a stranger's house by myself? Like I even if he had been uh, an elderly woman who was baking me cookies, I never would have walked into a stranger's house by myself in a place that I don't know. You know what I mean? That's just something that isn't going to happen ever. Um, but especially because you're a 40 year old man. And he then was like, I was like, Oh, um, I'm, I'm working, which as we all know is a bold faced lie because I'm unemployed. But, um, I was like, Oh, I'm actually working right now, which was also worked out really well. Cause I had my AirPods in with my friend on FaceTime. So it probably did look like I was probably giving the appearance that like I was a busy bitch that had shit to do. And he was like, oh, I didn't realize that you were working while you were down here. And I was like, yeah, obviously, why would you? I don't know you. And we've had two conversations that have lasted less than two minutes, but okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm working. And then he was like, oh, okay. I just, cause I, I wasn't sure if you were alone. And that was the, that was the comment that did me in. He points to the fact that my car is the only car in the carport at this point. And I'm assuming he was kind of insinuating that he had seen my aunt and uncle's car that had been there for a few days. And then he'd seen my parents' car that had been there for a few days. And so it was like, now I was by myself again. And so he was asking if I was alone. And I was like, oh, over my dead body. First of all, I'm not going to tell you I'm here by myself right now. Why the fuck would I do that? And you know what? Maybe it's harmless. And, and it probably was. He probably was totally just trying to be nice but also you're a 40 year old man and you're asking a girl who's clearly in her 20s who's clearly a 25 year old teenage girl you're asking to hang out with you why would I want to do that and so then I was like oh I'm actually working right now and I'm like I'm trying to leave the conversation obviously and he's like oh, okay well maybe like after work if you wanted to and I was like I'm all set thank you um and he's like okay bye um, that was, so that was the Friday before that was like a week before I left essentially. And then I started panicking and spiraling because I was so scared. I don't like that my next door neighbor. Okay. Who lives next door, uh, has noticed that I'm here by myself 
and wants to hang out with me. That's not a vibe I'm loving at the moment. So I told my parents, I told basically everyone in my life. I was like, I don't know what to do because I'm freaking out at this point. And then I ended up leaving the Airbnb and staying in a hotel for the night because I was just like, I know I'll be freaking myself out and I'll be panicking like all night if I don't know. I was just scared. And so I packed up my car and the the worst part was for the entire. So I'll get to that. No, I'll get to that. I pack up my car. I go stay at a hotel for the night, which was which was nice and a well a well received and much needed reprieve from being in this Airbnb next to this this guy. And then it was kind of like the next morning and I was like, okay, well literally now what? Because I still have to be here for a week. Um, I mean, I didn't have to, I technically could have gone home, but I was like, well, I want to, first of all, I don't want to go home and I want to get my money's worth because I paid for this week, obviously. Um, so then it was just kind of like, okay, I guess I just have to suck it up at this point. So basically I didn't need to stay in a hotel at all. Cause like I would have been fine, but I probably wouldn't have been, I would have been panicking and probably calling my mom at like three o'clock in the morning, freaking out. So it was for the best. But then the worst part was that that rest, the rest of the week that I was there, which was like Saturday, I came back to the Airbnb Saturday to Saturday. Um, that whole week, every single time I would step out of my Airbnb, I would be so afraid that I would see him because our front doors were essentially right next to each other. And like we sh- like going to my car, like our all of our cars were under the same covering, if that makes sense. I don't I'm not explaining this well at all. It's like so unnecessarily confusing. But basically, every time I stepped foot outside of my Airbnb, I was just terrified that I was going to run into him. Um, and so it was just like very uncomfortable for the last week. And then and that week, I also celebrated my 25th birthday, which was really fun. It was like a really nice day. And then basically that Saturday I packed up and I went home. I drove to Pennsylvania and I spent the night in Pennsylvania because I could not do the drive home all in one night. And it was, um, yeah, that was fun. I, yeah, it was a long drive. It's a long drive to be by yourself, but I listened to podcasts like the whole time because listening to music, like that's not going to keep me, keep me going. You know what I mean? I listened to like a really funny podcast on the way home because that was like the only way I could trick myself into not being bored. And then I got home and I've just, and, and I've been here for the last couple weeks and it's been good. I am really excited for whatever is going to come next though. Uh, for sure. Welcoming that. And it will not be here. It will not be here. That's for sure. It'll be somewhere else. So the next time I go on a long road trip, it'll probably be to wherever I'm moving to, which is really exciting to think about. And where that is, you might ask. Great question. No, like truly an amazing question. But it's great because you guys will be able to follow along and I will not take another five months off. So you'll be like so in the loop and that'll be amazing for all of us. Anyways, that's like the long and short of where I've been and what's been going on in my life. And to say that's the long and short is actually such a lie because it's just the long, it's just the long version of what's been going on really. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope you feel caught up. I feel like I just, uh, vented to you for 45 minutes and, and kind of gave you the debrief, which is good. And now we can kind of move forward, clean slate. I'm excited about next week's episode. I've had an ongoing list of podcast episodes, um, (laughs) for the last five months, believe it or not. 
and I have them all scheduled and planned out, which is amazing and will hopefully keep me on top of things. But also I would love to hear any episode ideas you have or not even episode ideas, even if they're just like little things that you want me to talk about or you want to, I don't know, anything. I'm always open and I love, I love that because that helps me and then I'm like, oh, okay, someone actually wants to hear me speak on this. That's important for me. So I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you're happy to be back and I hope we just all I just hope we're all happy. That's all I hope. Okay. Um, Have a great day. Have a great week. And I will see you next Monday. Bye.